Hey there, my name is Johnny, and I just want to say thank you for your totally awesome podcast. I'm a huge fan. You have a very huge fan who listens to you somewhat religiously from San Francisco right here, right now. And just want to say thanks. Love it. Love all the content. And moving on to the question I have for you is, what are your personal thoughts on the following topic? Gang stalking. Gang stalking is when a person thinks that they are being targeted. And there's no convincing them otherwise. They think they are targeted individuals. So, what are your personal thoughts on gang stalking? What's up, Johnny? How you doing, buddy? Thank you for that message. As a reminder, if you want to leave a message like Johnny, even if you don't use the Anchor app, you're listening wherever you want, just head over to the Anchor app and look for this podcast or do it on anchor.fm.com. And it will have a message option, which is for you to leave a 60-second voice recording like that. And if you do that, I will put it on the show and answer your question. Unless you're being mean or something. Well, I still might do it because it'll be so much worse for you. But hey, all in good fun, right? So gang stalking. So Johnny is definitely not wrong in case anybody's wondering, on what he is saying. There is a little bit more to it than that. I knew what he was talking about right away and how that word's kind of evolved a little bit based on my understanding. There was a time when I was an interrogator, as you know, and we actually worked with what we called biscuits, behavioral health scientists. It's where I really got into the whole idea about behavioral health, detecting deception, reading body language, and reading books and then finding out I had people there that knew about that stuff and started learning about it. It was kind of OJT before I got some more formal and informal training. One thing about gang stalking is to understand that what he's saying is correct, but there's also a real version of it. Why are we talking about this? What we're going to talk about today is we're going to answer kind of Johnny's questions, what my thoughts are on it, and whether this is hypothetical, somebody Johnny knows or a friend of a friend give you some advice. And the reason I'm going to do that is I don't want to pretend like I'm a mental health professional. I'm not. But this advice actually will translate for anybody who is concerned about, one, whether or not you're being followed, or two, by chance you happen to know somebody in the situation, things you can do to rationalize whether or not it's actually happening, what's going on with them, and possibly get them the assistance they need, whether it's real or not. So what is gang stalking? Well, it's a fun little fact. Gang stalking on what we'd call the not real side is actually considered a form of paranoia. It is a clinical condition. It's classified as a delusional disorder, which some people know as paranoid disorder. That's actually the old title from what I remember. It is a mental illness. It falls under, I don't know if it's the umbrella, but it's a type of psychotic disorder or psychosis. The thing about it is, why it's an, what they would call an unshakable belief that people have. The interesting thing about it is typically, I think for all of them, these delusional situations that they have are things that could actually happen in real life. Maybe their story about it, how they're describing it, has some unrealistic or fantasy factors if it is in fact a delusion. But the general idea is something that could happen. One of the most common ones is exactly what Johnny said, being followed. 
The concept of being followed, no matter who's doing it, is very real. Who's doing it and why that's working. Go beyond that. Other delusions include things like, you know, people deceiving and lying to you all the time. People that think they're going to be poisoned. People think there's this massive conspiracy against them start to get into the realm of possibly being a disorder. There are signs of it, things you can look out for. You need to do your own research. The one that really stuck out to me in my mind that I remembered was when it's a delusion that not only just affects their entire life and those around you, but it goes on constantly without stop for probably a month or more. And usually it's gone on for many months by the time people have actually brought it up. The other thing is people have been diagnosed with this they're not the stereotype and the stereotype comes from the movies. You know, they're not vagrants or homeless all the time. It's very rare. They're not dirty or gross. You know, they're not living in their basement, not eating food. Some people do get that far gone when it gets real serious. But a lot of people that have these disorders are regular people, all kinds of professions, white collar, blue collar, highly educated, all walks of life. People with no signs of anything prior in the life of having anything that would cause this disorder. And it's, Got a whole lot of research behind it. There's a whole lot of people that study it. There's also connections to it where it could be a precursor to or connected to certain disease, typically involving things in the brain, such as Alzheimer's, epilepsy, obsessive compulsive disorder, but also people that are on the schizophrenia spectrum. The other reason I chose to answer this is because I'm not going to tell the story, and this is not a shot at anybody, would be one person, but I was married to somebody that was on the schizophrenia spectrum that I did not know about and had delusional disorders along these lines that were extreme paranoia that became very bad very fast and apparently had gone on for a lot longer than I knew about. So that's the other reason I'm ask, answering it is I've had some minimal exposure to it. The other side to it is it could be real. That's the other thing you have to consider. Now, assuming this is something real that Johnny's looking at, he probably has a good idea already, depending on how well he knows this person or how well his friends know this person they're asking about. But in general, you want to look at it objectively. This could be real because they typically fall along the lines that could be very real. Now, his situation is one of the most common, which is people that are being followed, and they believe they have this delusion about people being followed. Funny enough, I was actually watching uh, some sort of documentary or crime TV show a few days ago, and it was about a story that happened in Canada a few years ago, but it was along the same lines, basically. Woman grabs her two daughters, you know, they're pretty young, and abruptly move, and then throughout their life, they're moving a lot at the last minute, going to different schools. Mom's always worried, always checking stuff, always freaking out. Kids get a little older. The oldest one ends up in a profession, you know, big deal job like a lawyer or something. And ends up talking to her mom one day, sometimes hard to find, just finds out her mom meets her at a hotel, real concerned, has her like shut her cell phone off and hide it or something and goes in there and finds out this guy's in there with the mom who's a pastor of a church from a town they had left five years prior, learned that her and the pastor got in a relationship and kept it secret. The whole story is her dad was in the mob, mom knew too much, things were getting violent, she wanted to leave, there's a hit out on him, sounded very real. Goes on for a while. They claim to be in witness protection for whatever they do up there in Canada and want to know if the daughter wants in. I think they give her a phone. There's like some pretty good details to it. Gets to the point where the girl starts dating somebody, questions start coming up, and the daughter starts to question it. And then they do some stuff, 
making phone calls and asking questions basically to set their mom up to see what's real. Mom calls back, says this or this didn't happen. And the daughter's like, that's, that's not true because I didn't actually make that phone call. Talked to people and found out that her mother had a delusional disorder about being followed. That wasn't real. That during the time they lived in the town, she talked to that pastor a lot. They fall in love, had a relationship. They were living together now. And I think she eventually found out about her dad or found her dad. None of that, none of that was true which was very interesting. So the timing, all of this pretty crazy. So follow along with me on this. Cause I think you'll be able to translate some of this for anybody out there who's concerned about being followed and you can kind of ask yourself some logical questions, but there's questions asked first off, how long has this been going on? A couple of reasons for that one. Like I mentioned, if it's going on for more than a month and it's consistent and been going on longer than that strongly could be looking at a delusional disorder. Second thing is, if it's going on that long, why have we not contacted law enforcement? Now, there will be answers for this. There could be answers for this. Why it's dangerous, why it's threatening, whatever. And you're looking for as specific as an answer as you can get if you're willing to talk to this person. If you're going to ask these questions, I would ask some to yourself first to prepare yourself for conversation to see what's really a logical and reasonable answer. But I'd be careful when you talk to these people not to get argumentative, accusatory, or overly supportive of making this real, just trying to understand what's going on. Even if you have to go so far as to wanting to help them stay safe from whoever's following them so you can get a handle on what's what's really happening. So let's say it's been going on for two or three months, maybe longer, and you know they're not going to call the cops because the cops are all paid off or all part of it. Okay, that's a common answer you would see in movies. So <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, while we're talking about crazy, one of the things to consider, especially if you know this person well, is what movies, TV shows, or books have they been digesting during this time period or leading up to it or very recently? And depending on how familiar you are with those forms of media or if you have time to go back and review them, are there anything specific in an episode, during a movie, or in a book that reflects almost to the T of what they're saying? The other thing is, even if you don't have time to do that, are the Vaguely specific ways they're describing this mirror commonly understood ideas about this delusion that would be translated from a script or a book that people understand it. That would be a red flag to me. Another thing would be the whole cop thing. Everybody owns, owns the cops, owns the police. I'd venture to guess the size of the police force in San Francisco, assuming it's there, is top 10, top 15 in the country. So probably at least a couple thousand police officers not to mention all their assets, not to mention how many highway patrol or local sheriffs could respond to any situation and be operating in the area, not to mention that a city that size will have at least several hundred federal agents from different agencies there. And somehow we're supposed to believe that somebody controls that large of a police force. I mean, even in the movies, unless you're watching, you know, the Gotham Police Department where only Jim Gordon's the only good one. In the movies where they talk about the things and big organizations like mobs and all that stuff controlling police, they don't control all of them. There's just too many. So it's logical, reasonable questions, and then what are logical, reasonable answers? And if the answers are unreasonable, what further questions can you ask to figure out what's going on? Another thing to look at would be, well, who's doing it? So some very common ones are usually the government. And let's say that's all they say is the government. Well, how do you know it's the government? What is it that makes you believe it's the government? What has happened to tell you it's the government? And then if they tell you it's something like an email or something, they should be able to show you that or be able to explain it to you. If it's just very vague and they're like, it's very obvious, it's the government. Well, logical questions 
what experience does this person have in the government, working for the government or doing this type of work or training? If they don't have any of it, there's no reason to believe they know, and that's such a vague answer. We're probably leaning more towards the delusional side. Let's say they have a more specific answer. First one would be the big ones you see in movies, such as CIA, NSA, FBI. Okay. Why would they devote their resources to this individual? What about that individual makes them somebody that they're going to want to put that time into? Next question, going back to the first one or the previous one, what knowledge, training, or exposure do they have to those agencies and those specific tactics to know, one, it's government, and two, it's that specific organization? Because contrary to popular opinion in movies, most of those organizations don't use all the same tactics, especially when it comes to things like surveillance. They do them differently. Not to mention so much of it's done electronically now that you don't always have to have people around. So there's things like that. So it's deciding to figure out what logical questions do you need to ask to help yourself prepare for this conversation? What are at least some, you won't get them all. What are some logical answers you could get in response to those questions when you talk to this individual? What can this do? It may, I mean, you're not there to treat them, but there's always a possibility that they start to question what's really happening or whether or not it's real. It could drive them farther into it. That's entirely possible. Could cause the friendship to fall apart. That's true. You have to do this at your own uh, your own decision and your own peril. You know, make sure you're not in danger. Could lose a friend over it. But if you can't get them to a mental health professional, you have to decide how much assistance you want to provide, number one. Number two, you have to decide how long you're going to do it. Like, let's say nothing's going badly but they won't go see somebody and you're talking to them and you're wanting to go into it and figure out exactly what's going on and then you it's starting to affect your life and those around you and you have to decide whether or not you want to stay so that's something to look at the other side of it though is the possibility that it's real so here's some other things to look at to consider is this in fact actually happening to this person one thing is who are they what is their background their work history and life experience as you know it to the best of your ability. There are things that can make this very real. There are people, bad people too, that do things, what we would call gang stalking. And I, I do want to remember mine too. I didn't say this in the beginning. Gang stalking, part of what it really was or started out was, was basically bullying. It was groups of people going after an individual because of their position or opinion. You arguably could use that term probably more appropriately in some political arenas or things that we've seen in demonstrations in the last year and a half. That would be more along the lines of gang stalking. I think now the term's still considered appropriate for this discussion, but it's still a stalking or surveillance thing. But looking at that, what are some real things that could happen? Low-level dirtbags, as I'll call them, aren't trained professionals in surveillance. And while it's not exactly what you see on TV, it can be that obvious sometimes. So let's ask ourselves some questions. Like, did this person date an individual that you thought was crazy because you're their friend? That could be a red flag that maybe that person's stalking them. I, mean, I was just a you know, former lover or somebody like that, unless they've got a lot of money or powerful or a lot of friends that want to go out and do something stupid one night in a car following somebody around. You know, Do they really have the capability to hire people or would they hire people or groups of people to follow this individual? That's a realistic possibility. Another thing is, do they have any connection or involvement, even any time in the last few years, around say drugs or anything involving trafficking of any type whether they were a low-level pusher you know they sell pot out of their dorm room maybe they smoked a little too much maybe they were an addict any of those variations involving drugs 
typically when people leave that life, if there is a money issue there where they owe somebody something, they'll come after them, you know? So is that there? That could mean there could be something real going on. Do you know if they have a family member that is some sort of criminal, especially a felon that has connections to anything, that would be a large criminal enterprise that they could owe money to or somebody where they would take family members and threaten them? That's always a possibility. Is this person famous? Or do they have a relative or close friend that's famous? People are famous and celebrities, especially if they have money, you know, whether they're some famous actor, comedian, or they're just some, you know, big time businessman. People try to do stuff and come after them. You know, back in the day, it used to always be kidnappings, but God knows what they'll do now. You know, that could be a sign that there could be something real here. Do they have any criminal pasts? Do they have criminal pasts and known associations? You know, if they said anything to you like, you're aware they had some sort of criminal history. They're a little bit vague about it, and they happen to mention some guy they knew been in jail for five years, got out of jail. They saw him recently. And then somewhere around the time they saw him is about the time what you call gang stalking started. There's a possibility that because they're a known associate and met with this person, whether they're supposed to or not, that some law enforcement agency got involved and saw it. So there are several questions to ask on both sides of whether or not it's real or delusion. Now, how does this help us, especially when we're looking at are we being surveilled and what we can do? What I would do with them, and I would suggest this to anybody that thinks you're being surveilled, and this is also is a good situational awareness training tool for those that are working on your situational awareness, working on surveillance, or those professionals out there performing surveillance that want to get better at it, and that's to keep a record and a log or notes on activities that are happening. One of the things lawyers sometimes tend to tell people to do, especially on low-level stuff, that's not like, you know, murder and that kind of thing, but more along the lines of, you know, somebody in the workplace is doing and saying things inappropriate that is or is leading to things like sexual harassment or other forms of harassment. So lower-level things that can be scary but are not yet evolved into major crimes. One of the things they try to get them to do is keep a log, keep a notebook on them. And the interesting thing, if you get this person to do it, is writing down the date and then on that date, listing off everything related to what they believe is this surveillance. The time, the location, and what happened. You know, there was this vehicle, here's the vehicle's description, license plate if they were able to see it, descriptions of the people inside. Are there things that happen where there's other witnesses around or they could at least say, well, I was in front of this ATM machine by this bank, so at least they have that record to know that ATM machine has a camera or this happened while I was going to see a movie or while I was in the restaurant, or I noticed this person walking by several times, things that stand out to them. Then the other thing too is, can you keep track of that yourself if you're with them? You know, are those happening when you're with them? Because if the person's by themselves, this is always happening when they're by themselves, but when they're with you or other people, nothing seems to happen. That would be a red flag to me. It sounds like a very real theory because in the movies it's like, the surveillance team doesn't want to follow the one guy because all of a sudden there's a friend there. Now, a good surveillance team isn't going to give two shits about that. So that would be a red flag that we could be leading towards the delusion if these events only seem to happen when that person's alone. But keeping this log might be something good. The other thing, too, is if they can get into any sort of therapy, it's entirely possible they're asked to do the same thing or they could at least present that to them. The other thing, too, is while it's rare, just like anything, uh, while it's rare, there are stories and situations, and you can find them on true crime shows, where people looked like 
they had delusions, even went to counseling, therapy, psychiatrists, even got on medications, come to find out their delusions were very real. People that were doing it were just that creepy. And in most of those situations, those people were somebody they knew. They were typically a former lover or something along those lines. Not always. The other thing is there's been situations where things seem very real and they're not. And there's even been ones where people have had the means to do so, where they set up these fake situations to help support their delusion, to convince people this was happening to them, being full aware that it wasn't. Those are very rare, but they could happen. So on the one hand, asking the question about gang stalking, yes, it's real. It is both a serious mental disorder and a delusion, but at the same time, it is also a thing that does actually happen. Sometimes it's just in the bullying aspect I described, and then sometimes it's real situations. The things are to come up with a list of logical and reasonable questions. You can kind of kind of meditate on yourself, on what are reasonable answers or some reasonable answers, what are other questions you would ask. This will help you prepare for the conversation, help you to be supportive of this individual if you choose to do so. But that log, that keeping that log, that's what's really going to help everybody. It was the biggest reason why I answered this question because I didn't want to sound like I'm providing you mental health counseling because that's not what I do. But that log is great. It's also great for those guys doing surveillance that are trying to establish patterns of life to keep that log and activity down to the minute, even the second in some situations on those individuals that you're being paid to follow to find out information for your clients in the same way that the people think they could be followed or those just practicing their situational awareness or perhaps you're doing a surveillance exercise where, you know, one of you is driving around town, somebody's following you, and the next day you switch it up. Keep those logs. Work on both sides. Keep it like a training environment. Keep those logs what you see. While some people can notice that, a couple things. One, if it's just a training simulation, you just kind of let that go that you're doing it. Two, over time, because you're seeing it, probably repeating in your head while you're writing down, probably reading it later, probably thinking about it, one simple act can be going through your head several times. It'll make it quicker and more efficient to build up the repetition to remember more of, if not all of the things that you see. And that can be very helpful. The other thing too, is when you're taking notes, if you want to try to simulate it better, do it the best you can in situations that would make sense. Like let's say you're going shopping, going to the grocery store, you think you're being followed. You know, if you're somebody gets the ads or the coupons or you can get your hands on one, you can probably get one right as you're walking in the store, but you have that notebook with you. You can start looking at that ad, circling things. People do that all the time. But what you're really doing is writing notes down in your notebook from something you saw 30 seconds ago when you walked through the parking lot. So those can be helpful tools. Whoever this person is, I hope it works out for them. Best bet, if you're really concerned and you believe this is a delusion, getting them the professional help will be ideal if you're able to do that. The intervention scenario probably isn't the best plan because you're not dealing with unacceptable behaviors. You're dealing with mental health issues. That's more serious, more severe, and it's probably not going to turn out well. There are situations where these are very clear and not real, but then again, not necessarily delusions. Talked about it before, just talking about simple things about people that are on the conservative side of politics or on a firearm, talking about being on all these lists the government have, but they don't know what the lists are. Some people do go off the deep end with it, and I'd say are probably arguably in or getting close to the delusional range. Most people aren't delusional. They just really believe that's the case, and it doesn't like rule their life. It's not something they're worried about. They just think it's happening, and it's a bad thing. You know. So make sure you balance that. Is this something so severe that they believe 
they've been kidnapped 25 times by UFOs and the men in black are following them around and ruining their lives. Probably more serious delusion. Or is it just a situation where something happens, they think they're being followed, they mention it a couple times, and through talking to them you find out it's not that serious. You know, maybe it's just something they believe. So every individual has to gauge that. But that log, that record will help you with your situational awareness, help you with establishing patterns of life when following people. For the professionals out there, it will help you have a better experience if you're just training on your own with a buddy, working on simple surveillance and SDR routes and counter surveillance activities. Those things will be great. If you do look up gang stalking, I will warn you, some of it gets pretty extreme. Uh, they are called targeted individuals, which is a generic term because it applies to a lot of things, but that's the most common pop culture term for gang stalking. Some of these are websites where their titles involve things like gang stalking, targeted individuals. They start to get into things about how it's covert surveillance programs tied to COINTELPRO, which is an old, old term in the FBI under the Hoover administration for counterintelligence program, which is not how that stuff really works anymore. Or they even talk about things like cults and religions that kidnap people, which interestingly enough is somewhat factually based. I'm not going to say what it is because it doesn't matter, but it's on the news this week. But there's organizations out there that whether or not they're the religions have plenty of stories from former members that describe such things. There's a lot of them that are major religions or minor unknown religions that could be called cults that have had activities like this. So there are plenty of reasons why this can be real. And the, the biggest thing is typically the delusion of being followed is very, very realistic. Maybe some details are not. More often than not, it's general. It's the government. It's not so specific as it's the men in black. While that can be there, typically it's something else. But going back to the beginning, listen to this again if you need to. I definitely would push the idea of what are they consuming? Are they a huge fan of true crime fiction books they read all the time and everything in their life's about it? That could be all the information led them to there. What is it that they're feeding their mind that could be supporting this delusion? And if the stuff they're saying isn't really that specific... They can't support the information and just about perfectly mirror some something they're consuming, whether it's a TV show or a movie. You're probably in the delusional route, and that's when you need to start looking at getting professional help. So hope you all enjoyed this. Definitely shoot me questions on an email down in the show notes there. And if you feel up to it, send me one of those 60-second voice messages and ask me a question. I'll definitely put you on the show. As a reminder, go back a couple episodes and check out our open source challenge. I just want to remind that's going on. We are doing a first, second, third place prize that is running until Labor Day this year on the 6th of September. And your mission is to find any and all emails and phone numbers I have ever used. There's well over 10 apiece and many of them are easy to find. And one of them is a freebie because it's right in the show notes of every show. But you know what? If you follow me on any other social media, you should be able to find stuff for more right away. There's a lot of gimmies out there. I'm hoping some of you do it. Definitely giving you a long time for those that are coming in well after May, say in July or August that are listening to the show that want to get on board with that. We'll definitely have some prizes, including one of them, giving you the opportunity to be interviewed and have a discussion with me on topics that we'll prepare for, whether you want to interview me or have me interview you or talk about what you're doing or just have a conversation. We'll do it either on this podcast through a phone call or we'll do it on YouTube for about an hour. That's definitely going to be in the prize category among all the gifts and things, which I'm still working on. I already have a couple kind of figured out. I just want to get them first before I tell you. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back again here for you shortly right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight.